attentive. Brethren, by faith Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, but foreign enemies to fight. For men received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scorching, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth. And in all these, so well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had seen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Peace be to you, the reader. Son of God, you are the King of Israel. 
Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, fig tree, do you believe? You shall see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel. Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come and see. These are the words that we hear in the Gospel today from Philip, who is not yet an apostle, to his friend Nathaniel. Come and see. We have found him of whom the prophets and Moses foretold. Imagine the anticipation of the people of Israel. Hundreds of years, they had been told by their prophets, the Messiah is going to come. And he's going to inaugurate a new age and a new kingdom. And they were in waiting. They went in captivity. And then they returned to their land and they were in waiting. And then the Roman Empire expanded and became their overseers. And they were waiting. Waiting for this Messiah. Waiting. And then Philip says to his friend, Come and see. The anticipation reaches its fulfillment. Because truly it is Christ, actually in the Gospel, a few verses before that, Christ is the one that first says, Come and see. And it is Christ speaking through Philip to Nathaniel, saying, Come and see. Come and see me. It's fitting that this is the Gospel reading for today, for the Sunday of Orthodoxy, because through icons we can see. In the icons and the images of God, of Christ, of His Holy One, we can see the fullness of God's love. We can see the acts of His salvation. We can see everything in these icons. And the icons are an affirmation that Christ came, the Messiah has come, and He came in the flesh and dwelt among men. Today also is the day that we celebrate by chance St. Patrick. And St. Patrick, the Enlightener of Ireland, I think most of us know of St. Patrick, but let's hear a little bit about St. Patrick. So he came from Britain, he's actually not Irish, he came from Britain, and he was kidnapped and sent into slavery in Ireland, and he was there as a slave for six years, and then eventually he escaped, and he went to what is now France, and entered a monastery, lived a monastic life for many years, was eventually ordained, and then he was sent back to Ireland. And when he went back to Ireland, he brought the news, the joyful news of the Messiah, of Christ our God coming in the flesh. 
It was as though he was the new Philip going to the people of Ireland saying, Come and see. And through his dramatic evangelism, the entire lands of Ireland were converted just in his short life. Come and see. These are the words that we hear again and again. That invitation to come and see still stands. 2,000 years after Philip and Nathaniel, 1,500 years after St. Patrick, the invitation still stands to come and see. Here in the Portland area, there are many people that need to come and see, that desire to come and see. And we Orthodox are just a very small portion of the population here in the Portland area. This evening we will have a witness of Orthodoxy as all of the Orthodox community assembles at Holy Trinity, 5.30 for Vespers this evening, to celebrate the Sunday of Orthodoxy, to process with our icons, and to stand as a witness for the world of Christ's love. Here on the west side, St. John's is the only beacon of orthodoxy. There are nearly 400,000 people for whom we are the closest orthodox church. 400,000 people. This is thousands upon thousands of people who desire the love of God. Because truly, every single human being desires the love of God. How they know to describe that or pursue that is another thing. That every single person desires the love of God. Every single person desires to know the love of God. And there are 400,000 people for whom we are the light. We are the light of Christ. They're being invited by God. Just as Christ said through the Apostle Philip to Nathaniel, come and see. And through St. Patrick to all of Ireland, come and see. God is speaking to them, saying, come and see. He's working in their hearts. Now sure, we can go out and be great evangelists. But at a minimum, what we can do is remove the barriers to their coming in. A week ago, I went to clergy laity, which is our metropolis meeting of all the the priests and uh, many of the clergy of our metropolis. And at that meeting, Father Evan Armitas was the speaker. And I know he spoke here about two and a half years ago when we had the missions conference. And Father Evan was talking about parish health. What is parish health? One of the big things that, one of the big points that he made, and I think he made it at the retreat here as well, was removing barriers. Sure, we can go out and do things to draw people to Christ, but the starting point actually needs to be that we look around and see what barriers there are already within our community to prevent people from coming. Just a week earlier than that, I heard a story of a parishioner. This is a family that hasn't yet become Orthodox, with lots of kids and a little baby. And I found out that they were walking across the field, all the way across the field, from the school, because there was no parking for them. It's a good thing that they're devoted, because they decided to walk all the way across the field and still come to church. But there was no room in the parking lot. 
You should have a sign out front that says, No vacancy. There's no room here. You see, we have barriers. And even if we're the most warm and welcoming community on the inside, we have a barrier right outside that says to people, there's no vacancy here. There's no room for the 400,000 people that need to see the light of Christ. Those who would actually come here seeking the light of Christ. And there's no room for them. You have some signs out in the parking lot that say, Visitor Parking Only. And yet, week after week, our parishioners park there. And I'm not faulting you, because we have to find a parking space. I just think maybe we should rip out those signs, because what does it matter? We don't have any room for visitors, so why do we have those signs there? Instead, we should have a sign up front that says, No Vacancy. You see, our parish has so much to offer. So much to offer. We have all these generations of Orthodox Christians that are here. We have people who are fervent about the faith. People who have missionary zeal. How many of you have come to this church and stayed at this church because of the people in this church who put out a warm and welcoming hand? Who came over and said, how are you? Hi, my name is... And they actually came and talked to you. We have so much to offer in this parish. But there's something that we have as a barrier. And it is urgent. Because we as a parish maybe don't realize the urgency of this. We somehow get by. I myself, I get by by parking up on the bark chips. Because I know that that's at least one more parking space that we can offer. Even if I'm messing up the landscaping and doing that. But we have a barrier. And I mention this now because today is the day when we hear in the gospel, come and see. We need to be the light of Christ to all of the west side of Portland. We need to be that parish that can always welcome the people who want to come. And there's a very simple way in which we can do that. It involves many steps of figuring out what our parish is going to do. But the simple way is make sure there's room. Make sure there's room for the people who want to come in our door. Because if we don't make room for them, then we might as well put out the no vacancy sign. Because this is for us and not for them. So please, as we go forward, we've talked about these fireside meetings. This is important. It's important to the evangelism of the west side of Portland that we as a parish can make sure that we are always welcoming, that there are no barriers to people coming in, and that whoever comes in our doors, we welcome them with the joy of Christ. And then we say once again, come, see, partake, see what the love of Christ is. Amen.